Welcome to the one of the most anticipated playoffs I mean, that we've ever had, but one of the most anticipated episodes that we have all year. This is going to be the playoff preview. Um, I think outside of our season preview, maybe some free agency stuff and finals preview, this is probably one of the best episodes we do in terms of research, in terms of length, just how in-depth and enthusiastic we are about it. So um, I hope I hope people that are listening to this are going to enjoy this, um, but we have an awesome postseason to get to. We just had a couple of playing games. Some were great, some were great, some were not. Um, we're going to wrap that up tonight. The West with, was great, the East was yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, basically. Warriors-Grizzlies is going to um, wrap that up tonight to see who advances between those two teams. And then Saturday, the playoffs start. So kind of timing-wise, it was kind of hard to to do this correctly because it was going to be hard for us to get out an episode on Saturday morning before the playoffs start because they started at, I think, 11.30 or something central time. And we still have one game to go before the playoffs start, but this is the time we could do it. So we're going to go ahead and do it right now. Um, and we're going to start with Suns-Lakers in our first matchup. Um, Suns kind of tempted fate here a little bit at the end of the season not pushing super hard for the one seed. They dropped a couple games where, where they were trying, but they, they did rest some guys. And now now they're stuck with the Lakers, who fresh off their crazy play-in game win over the Warriors are the seventh seed. And um, and they're the favorites in the series. And I think we both agree is totally fair, despite them being the seventh seed, because they are healthy now. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> AD, I think AD looks a little bit more healthy than LeBron, um, considering LeBron. LeBron looks a little, he looked a little slow in that playing game. Um, AD just sort of struggled from the field, but the matchups are really interesting, and that's that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today because these playoff um, series is, are a lot about how the individual teams and players match up with each other, um, and. The Suns, yeah, they have plenty of options to put on LeBron. Um, the, the, the And this has been a theme throughout the last probably 10 years of NBA history where these teams that will match up with, with whatever team LeBron is on, um, yes, they have wing defenders, but the question is, can any of them actually do anything? Um, I think the Suns have better options than most teams that have been put in this position before. Um, Jay Crowder, Torrey Craig, Mikhail Bridges um, are your are your three guys that are going to be spending the most time on him. I think. Um, I think more so Crowder and, and Craig. Yeah, Crowder and Craig. Um, depending on if the Lakers go big or small, um, when they're small, it's going to be probably Crowder and Craig. I would think mostly Crowder, just because he's a little bigger and stronger. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's going to be Crowder, but then. The problem with that is who do you put on AD, um, and we just don't really have a good option for that. Um, and I was thinking Crowder might get moved up to that, but um, they'll probably stick with Crowder on uh, LeBron just because I think that makes the most sense, like matchup-wise for Crowder. Yeah. Um, and if, if the Lakers do go small, um, and when we say they go small, it basically means playing Davis at the five um, and instead of having Drummond or Gasol or – uh, Harrell in at the five. It means playing Davis at the five, LeBron's at the four. So if they if they are having AD play at the five, um, we would probably see Mikhail Bridges on either Schroeder or sort of playing this this safety help role where he's he's sort of on 
he's watching KCP and Caruso and closing out to them when they shoot, but really like trying to get his hands in the passing lanes and stuff. Cause his wingspan is incredible. That's just definitely his best asset defensively. Um, yeah. just, just how he looks, especially on 2k. Like he looks so just gangly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's really fun to use him, but, um, but when the, when the Lakers do go big, then, then it's, it's more trouble, I think. Um, because Mikhail is probably going to have to take LeBron and yeah, he's big Mikhail's big he's 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 played really well in Kawhi he's played really well in some of these other wings that we have in the NBA um but LeBron is just a different animal where the the strength is really the the one factor and this is where Crowder can sort of guard AD um which is okay (laughs) yeah which is okay because Crowder like you would think that Crowder he had some success guarding Giannis in the playoffs last year um but that was like, more like a team-oriented thing. Yeah, you know? like that was more like you have Bam like backing you up and Jimmy and all. It was really like a like a group effort for Miami. Um, and Aiden's gonna have to deal with Drummond. Um, Aiden is a guy who can get bullied, like you said. And I think I think he'll do okay. Um, Aiden's gonna be a big key in this series. Um, and this is something that we've been talking about for months now with just the Suns' playoff fate. Um. But but how do how do you think how do you think Aiden's going to deal with with Davis and Drummond? I think Aiden honestly would prefer almost the Davis matchup because I don't think he's going to thrive as much having to get bullied inside with Drummond and AD rebounding. Um, I think they're just going to grab the boards over him. We're going to lose the rebound battle by way too much to like overcome that. Um, I, I think Aiden's biggest problem. That yeah, like defensively inside he gets bullied, and then if he gets pulled away into like pick and rolls, um, that's more so where if the Lakers go small, that's my biggest worry with Aiden is how is he going to deal with potentially having three Lakers guards on the floor that are probably going to target him on pick and rolls with AD, um, and how does he deal with that? Can he step up and show something that he hasn't really shown too much of during the regular season and be able to either uh, like meet the guard a little bit higher or play that drop coverage a little bit more effectively. I think it's going to end up coming more down to like team defense um, because I think Aiden's going to need help inside. Like no matter if the Lakers go big or small, um, I, I think Mikhail probably becomes uh, sort of a huge factor in terms of how is he able to disrupt the passing lanes, like you said, and then also if they try and post up Drummond, which they seem to like doing, um, if they do try that on Aiton, how does Mikhail and Jay kind of, you know, how do they dig and how do they uh, either force steals or just make it a little bit more uncomfortable for Drummond? Because if Drummond's just working straight up on Aiton, I feel like Aiton's just going to get bullied out of the way. Um, Maybe that's me not having enough faith in Aiton. Um, but I just feel like Drummond's just a bigger body that's going to be able to back him down, um, which is my main worry defensively. And then offensively, I, I think he'll be okay. Um, I think CP3 sort of does enough on the pick and rolls and is enough of a threat on the mid-range during pick and rolls that you can kind of work Aiden in. Yeah. Um, and he, he's shown a little bit more willingness to like go out and like go up and get a ball rather than like just kind of letting it um, fall through. Like unless it comes right to him, he just kind of lets it go. 
Um, so he's showing a little bit more fight inside, which uh, I think bodes well for him offensively. I'm not super worried on that end of the floor, but uh, I, th- I think the defense and the rebounding is going to need to be just massive for him. Yeah, and and you you said in the notes here that um, that they could go to Saric, um, the Phoenix's coach, Monty Williams, who might be the coach of the year, um, and we'll, we'll see about that, but – he might go to Sarich for the defense on AD, and that would that would help you offensively too, with just the way he can stretch the floor. He's been good for them all year. Um, I think that's a better option than Cam Johnson playing. So I think Cam Johnson's a little too too um, little too wiry, a little too small maybe for for AD. I feel like he might get bullied. Um, but the thing about the thing about AD is that he does settle a lot for jumpers. Where he'll it's it's similar to LeBron, where he'll he'll come out, he'll get the ball, they'll post him up, and he'll. He'll do his move and then he'll jab step a couple times, then jump, take a jump shot. And in the playoffs last year, a ton of them went in. And that was one of the big keys to them winning the title, and especially in the finals and Western Conference finals. Um, he was hitting a ton of them. If he misses, that's 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 just more opportunities that the Suns are gonna have to score. And um so you're hoping to see that in, in the Warriors game that the Lakers played the other night. Um, he he wasn't making make really anything, and that's what kept that game so close. Despite LeBron, LeBron had some struggles too, but LeBron was more like not being aggressive, and it, it's it's tough. It's tough for Phoenix that that game really could have gone either way, and it just so happened that now they have a date with the Lakers. But. Um, yeah, like like you said, Aiden's going to have to come up huge in this series, um, and they're going to run. The Lakers are going to run pick and rolls, trying to target him with Davis, and he's going to have to figure it out um, with with Shooter. And then they they might do the same same kind of deal with Booker, who we who we'll talk about a little later. But um, Mikhail can Mikhail can match up with a guard. Um, Mikael Bridges can with Caruso or KCP, and then Booker gets the other guard, probably the weaker of the two. And then CPT, CP3 can take Schroeder. I think that's that's the one matchup that you're not really worried about in this series. I think CP3 can definitely take away a lot of the stuff that he does um, before before they get in pick and roll. Um, yeah. And Booker Booker offensively has has struggled lately, um, and he's going to be in trouble. KCP and Caruso are both pretty good defenders. Um, Caruso had a lot. Caruso was a big success in the playoffs last year defensively. KCP was was hitting a lot of outside shots. Um, and and what you what you what the thought process here is is that CP3 is just going to need to really take it upon himself to to run this offense. And that that's that's the way they're going to have success unless unless Booker is like really cooking. And that's something that the Suns are going to be able to tell if he's cooking or not from the first, you know, like two minutes yeah. of the game. If he's just hitting, hitting everything, hitting these shots, if he's playing with confidence. Recently, he's been off. There'll probably be one or two games where he has a really strong performance. Um, that's that's sort of how these series go. You when you start to add this stuff up, like, oh, well, like we'll talk about this with the Knicks, like the Knicks Hawks series. Like, there's probably going to be a game where Trey Young has like 35 and the Hawks win. Like that's just that's just how these things sort of go. Um, and if you if you isolate Schroeder defensively and Drummond, Montrez Harrell, I think especially Montrez Harrell, we saw in the playoffs last year, can be targeted defensively. This is something yeah. that that Mike Malone and Denver did a lot um, in the in that Western Conference round two. And then 
you said plenty of motion on the weak side to try to get the shooters open. And that that's your Cam Johnson's, that's Crowder, that's Bridges, both of them. But all three are really excellent three-point shooters and sort of in that three and D mold. Um, Cam Johnson is a little more, a little more three, a little less D, but um, um, and, and you also talked about transition offense. So, so talk about that a little bit, because I, I think that's really interesting. And that's probably is the key to this series. Yeah, um, I think, again, it stems back to if you can play good defense and if you can even run off getting boards, um, I think that's going to be key because Booker, uh, no matter what his struggles have been in the half court in the last month or so, um, he's still a really, really, really talented uh, offensive player in transition. He's so dangerous. He can get uh, he can drop fouls. He can score. Um, he, he like he has this weird thing where like he can look like he's running full speed. And yet when a shot goes up, like the shot looks like he you know, is basically taking when he's standing still, if that makes sense. Um, just has really good body control in that way. Um, so I think that's going to be the key to, to getting Booker confidence early uh, and then just getting easy points with Mikhail running the floor. Um, we've seen that a lot in games and it's just quick and easy points that when you have a team like the Lakers, which can grind you down in the half court, which have so many really, really talented defenders in the half court, um, plus a, a defensive player of the year candidate in, in Anthony Davis. Um, I think your best chance is just score without them being set. Uh, I think Golden State tried to do that a little bit in the playing game. I, I don't think they were as successful as they would have wanted to be, uh, but especially like you saw them when, when they started struggling in that third quarter uh, and started turning the ball over a lot in the half quarter, uh, they wanted to try and push the ball a little bit more, get some easy buckets and it worked, you know, occasionally. Um, I think Phoenix is going to need that to come through big time. And I know we talk about it a lot that, you know, in the playoffs, those kind of buckets kind of, uh, they go away, you know, teams get back defensively. It's, it's harder to score in transition. Um, but any sort of opportunity that Phoenix gets uh, in transition, they got to push it, you know, and they can't sit back and, and wait. They can't um, walk the ball up the floor if they have an opportunity to push. Now I think, I think CP3 knows that and he's, yeah. He's going to keep that mindful. He's the kind of guy who can, who can make those sort of outlet passes that may, that not a lot of guys can make. Um, and so that's that's a good that's a good thing that the Suns have going for them. And yeah, like you said in the play-in game, it really in the third quarter when the Lakers started to come back, it was because they were they really they really heightened their intensity on defense, and the the Warriors weren't getting those easy buckets that they were getting in the first half. Um, I'm not I'm not sure how much we can take away from the play-in game just because that really was one of the first times that the Lakers had all their guys back in a super high leverage situation. It's a unique kind of game. Um, I, I I really enjoyed watching it. Obviously, um, it was it was one of the most fun events that we've had the past couple of years in the league, um, and it's it, it went to show it goes to show you that the defense the defense really becomes a key in the playoffs and that, that was the key in that game um and them at the end of the game you know they they put two on steph before he even gets close to half court uh and they weren't able to get a good look for the three to at the three to tie that game and then lebron hangman's shot with a minute left was you know he aims for one of the three baskets that he saw which was one of the craziest quotes i've heard in a long time but um that shot was unbelievable. Just a really, really fun game. So I wanted to mention that because we we really aren't going to have time to recap all of it. But um, the benches in this series, the Lakers have a pretty deep bench. The Suns do as well, I think. Um, and when LeBron and AD sit, the Suns are going to have to win those minutes. Um, I think that's just something that you have to accept um, to win this series. 
and Cameron Payne, Tory Craig, Cam Johnson, those guys become pretty important. Um, and then Saric too needs to needs to needs to grab some rebounds and needs to hit jumpers and play like he has been um, early in the season. He was pretty good, um, and he's kind of dropped off. And if he's back to that level, they should, they'll they'll have a chance. Yeah, but, I mean that's that's pretty much what I got. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so at the end of all these recap. At the end of all these these matchup uh, discussions, I guess we're gonna we're gonna predict the series result. Um, I'm gonna go Lakers in five. Um, I wouldn't bet it because I'm not sure exact how many games this is gonna go. Um, I think I think Phoenix has the game in there. Like I said, where where Booker will will have a great scoring game and they'll just be firing all cylinders, hit a ton of threes, and the Lakers won't be able to keep up. But I'm not sure how many of those they're gonna get. So I'm going to go Lakers in five. I think the size is just overwhelming. Um, and uh, Aiton's the real pressure point for me here. And I don't think he's going to be able to able to handle AD and those guys. And even even guys that we didn't mention, like Gasol, just they, the yeah. Lakers have so many bigs they can throw at you. And that, that's that's the main problem for me. Yeah, um, pretty similar for me. I got Lakers in six. Uh, I would love, 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 love to be proved <laughs> wrong on this one. Um, in my heart, I, I want to say Suns in seven, but uh, I think for an official prediction, we got to go Lakers in six. Uh, size is a problem. Um, I just think defensively, the matchups become a little bit too tricky, um, and you can kind of play around with it. Obviously, we've seen a team defense style kind of work um, in the past, whether it was Toronto against Giannis, whether it was the Heat, um, pretty much all of last postseason. Um, but I, I just think that runs out and LeBron kind of figures you out and it might take a couple games, but he, he's just too smart to be able to hold down for four wins in a series. Um, and that's the problem. And uh, that's why I think, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Booker's going to get hot. I'm sure the three points, uh, three pointers will, will come through for a game, maybe two, but it's, it's hard for me to see a way for us to win the series. It's a brutal matchup. It just is. Yeah. Like, you would rather play literally any other team in the West. Um, oh, yeah. Probably the East, too. I mean, I, like, would you rather play Brooklyn? I don't know. Brooklyn's the only other team that I would have been, like, freaked out about playing. But yeah. Any like, other I, team I, I, I really think the, the, the luck factor here is just so brutal. Um, and yeah. they've had an incredible season. Phoenix has. They were one of the two teams to get to 50 wins in a 72-game <laughs> season, which basically translates to 60 in a normal season. So that's pretty impressive. Um, and, and look, this isn't, this isn't their window closing. Um, they, they will have, they will have opportunities if, even if, even if CP3 is gone, um, where Booker and Aiden Bridges will improve. Those are their three guys that they're going to have. Um, and you know, Phoenix is not, it's an underrated free agency destination. A lot of athletes do want to live in Phoenix. It's not like, it's not like some city like Detroit where no one wants to go. Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Or, yeah, like it, it's not it's not some undesirable destination. So this isn't this isn't the end for them. But um, getting a date with the Lakers in round one just seems like death. It's just it's just one of those things. But yeah, so pretty pretty good twenty minutes on Phoenix there, um, and maybe a eulogy to them. Um, I'm sure I'm sure we'll come back with an update around game three, game four, see how it's going. But um, on to Knicks Hawks. Which is two two fresh faces in the playoffs that we that we haven't seen before. So this is really fun. Um, usually, usually this doesn't happen where it's two new teams going against each other. Um, I think the last time the last time the Hawks were, you know, 
in the playoffs and actually something was probably that that 2015 2016 range where they were the one seed and then the year after they were still decent but not not great um and then for the knicks it's been a while i think it's been 2013 for them when they had mellow and um i think amari and those guys so um it's it's been a while for both of these teams and the question that I'm that I've been asking myself about this series is who guards Julius Randle um, and how can John Collins do it? The answer probably not. Um, Randle averages like 41 points in the games versus Atlanta this year, um, and a lot of there's a lot of talk um, about like are are those regular season matchups reflective of what we're going to see in the playoffs and. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. With Bucks Heat last year, it turned out to be very reflective of what we saw. Um, and otherwise, there there have been other examples where it's where it's it's not at all. And and that's you know I can't come up with one of the, off the top of my head. But it's hard to predict these things based on regular season matchups. But I think the one thing you can say is that the the Hawks really don't have a great option for guarding Randall, who you know could put up thirty points in every single game in this series if 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 the Hawks aren't able to stop him. So. Easily, um, yeah, and and when when the Knicks play Randall and uh, Nerlens Noel together, Capella is going to be the one on Noel. Probably they're just going to be that. I mean, that's going to be fun by itself. Like I'm at the the block party just between those two guys and all the lobs. It, that's going to be fun. This is this should be. Usually, don't think of a physical series when you when you um, put Trey Young into the picture, but this this is down low at least this is definitely going to be one um because the knicks that's what they want to do and they're a tough team um solomon hill is an interesting option on randall i think he's a little too small so they'll probably use a combination of those three guys that i listed um and when noel doesn't play i'm sure capella can be put on randall but and then i think might be a little bit too slow yeah that's the thing i I think double i think double teams are going to be used a lot by the hawks um yeah, and doubling him. Well, I think with, Randall Randall handles doubles at least from the little bit that I've seen of him getting. He doubles, does. I think he handles it pretty well. Yeah, he's better. He's better at handling them than Giannis or Embiid, which are two other guys that we've seen. <laughs> it, like he he's he's a great passer, honestly. And that like if he wasn't, and if I if we knew that he was going to be doubled and um have have a lot of trouble, then I think I think I would maybe pick the Hawks in this series. I'm leaning Knicks. We'll talk about it at the end. Um, yeah, but yeah, that, that seems like a problem for them. I, I I don't know, but the the thing about the Hawks is that they're a super explosive offense. Um, they can hit a lot of threes, and Trey Young has struggled versus the Knicks this year. And I think the the feeling is that playoff Trey Young, he's not going to get all the calls that he usually does. This is similar to what the, the discussions that we've had about Harden throughout the years, um, and. Can the other shooters heat up? I think is the key for Atlanta. Can those guys like Gallinari, Boyanovic, um, and Snell? There's 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 a lot of shooters. There's a ton of shooters that they have. Um, Solomon Hill even, and yeah. they're going to be shooting a lot of threes. I think that's sort of going to be their game in this series. Just try to just try to overwhelm the Knicks with offense, and not try to get into this grinded out physical series. Because if you do that with the Knicks, you're probably going to lose. Um, and for the Knicks offensively, other than Noel, I mean, other than um, Randall, they have they have Barrett, who's played a lot better as of late. They have Reggie Bullock in sort of that three and D spot. Um, Derek Rose off the bench has been great for them all year. I think he'll have a lot of success in this series because 
Um, well, not only did, did Atlanta's backup point guard Brandon Goodwin um, go out for the year with some some scary health condition. I can't remember exactly what, but um, he he's he's done for a, a while potentially. So they're they're going to have to play some other guys, maybe like a, tr- a Lou Williams that the Knicks can target. Um, matchup hunt and we've seen that many a time um not a fan usually not good um but for me it feels like there's going to be a game where where you know gallinari goes plays really well there's gonna be a game where trey young plays really well and has some high scoring numbers but i think if trey young gets into that mode where he's just shooting 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 it's not going to be good for him i think a I think they want him to sort of be this distributor where he has like 25 points, 15 assists. And that that's more likely to lead the Hawks to a victory in the series. But what, what do you think about what we're going to see from him and, and Randall in this, in this series? Yeah. It's sort of like we talked about with Randall getting doubled and, and finding the open guys. I think it's going to be largely down a Trey to, to do something similar. He's got to find a way to, to beat his matchup um, and, they, I think the Knicks have quite a few options they can throw at him. Uh, I know uh, your guy, Frankie Nicotine, uh, <laughs> is one of the uh, options. <laughs> I think uh, Thibodeau discussed uh, throwing him out there for a little bit as well, just to try and you know really key in on Trey. Um, I think you could see a lot of doubles on him as well, but uh, Atlanta has the shooters to make you pay um, if you try and double Trey or, or really double anybody. Um, so I think the key for Atlanta here, I think is really, yeah, like you said, going to need to be Trey's uh, vision and playmaking more so than his shooting. Um, I think the game where he has 13, 14 assists is probably more likely to get them a win rather than maybe the game where he has 30. Um, And so I think that's more so going to be the key. I think Capella needs to come up huge inside yeah, um, because the Knicks like Atlanta needs to answer with someone with that physicality. And I, Capella is probably a little bit more likely than John Collins is uh, to answer that bell. And so I, I think Capella is really going to need to play a huge role if, if Atlanta wants to win this series. But uh, I, I think I was saying it before the podcast started too, that I, I just like the Knicks in this series. Um, I, I think the defense is just going to wear down Atlanta um, over the course of a, of a six, seven game series. Um, I just don't think that Atlanta can keep on, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of banging away. It, it's going to be a physical series. It's going to be slow. New York's going to want to slow this series down as much as possible, limit possessions. Um, and I think that's just a, a key for, for the Knicks to win. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm taking Knicks too. It's super close to me. I think I'm a little more confident in the Hawks than you are just because of the shooting. Um, but I think, I think this is going seven. Um, and I think, I think, I think game seven at Madison Square Garden is going to be the difference. Um, and I think, I think Randall's going to shine and ultimately win this series. This is definitely the general population of the NBA is definitely rooting for the Knicks in this series. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm because Trey Young is sort of like this, this villain who people like to make fun of, including me. So I think, I, I think I'm definitely rooting for the Knicks and I, I, I'd love to see them win and move on because I think their physical style can, can match up really well with, with the, um, the Sixers potentially in the next round. Sixers. So. Yeah, that should be a rock fight if we get that. But um, yeah. I got on the Knicks and six, but same deal. Knicks and six, yeah. yeah. So same result. Um, Bucks Heat. This is a rematch of last year's round two series where the Heat dominated the Bucks and one in five. Um, this one is. I am so torn on this one too. We'll get to it. Um, I'm I'm really excited to talk about this one. Um, 
this is just i mean you could not ask for better like every game of this storyline storylines are insane like even last year this was easily the most the most fun subplot um in the second round even with those we had two series go seven in the second round and this was this was probably more entertaining just by itself um because Jimmy, Jimmy is going buck hunting again, and we're gonna see if he can if he can nail them. Um, this, but we'll get into the matchup. But this, this is just awesome that we're getting this again. And I, I can't believe it worked out this way. And the, the Bucks are definitely terrified, no matter no matter what Giannis says. Um, and we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. But it's it's not the same Heat team from the bubble. I think we can agree on that. It's just not the talent is not the same. Um, they lost a couple guys and then the shooting has just not been as good. Um, hero really had a, had a stretch there where he was hero and Drogic really had a stretch there where they were just unbelievable. Um, but it's also not the same bucks team from the bubble. It's a it's a little better version. And, um, that, that comes with drew holiday. That's the main, it's the main change there. He's been great for them. He's been much better than Bledsoe was in that role. Um, just playing better defensively, better offensively, better distributor, just pretty much a better version That's of Bledsoe, everything. honestly. And, um, <laughs> I'll trash on Bledsoe as much as you want because I've, I've not enjoyed his, his, his work on the Pelicans this year. So um, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. So the Bucks, the Bucks failing to adjust was really the 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 theme of this series last year, and they've they've done a couple things to to get off of that um, during the season. They've switched more. They played more uh, different pick and roll coverages. They're usually a team that plays drop, which, if you're unfamiliar, means um, once the guard comes off the string, the screen will literally it'll usually be like Brook Lopez or whatever center they have in, just dropping, dropping. And then um, contesting at the rim instead of like being aggressive going up to meet the guard. So um, that drop was what they did a lot of last year, and that did not work well against Miami shooters because they would just pull up and drain a three in whoever's face. Um, and to does and yeah, the Bucks are going to have to adjust to win this series because Miami's going to come out. They have the best, probably the best coach in the league. If one of them, I th- I think Nurse. I'm still going to lead Nurse there. For the Raptors, um, I got Spo, man. I got yeah. Spo's like Spo's like you cannot. It cannot be argued that he's not like top three. Like I think yeah, um, yeah. I think I think we've seen that. And um, my question for you is, do you think Miami even has to change anything last year with their game plan other than accounting for Holiday defensively? Yes, yes, because they don't have the same pieces as last year. And I know I've harped on it so much throughout the season, but Jay Crowder was massive last year. Jay Crowder, like, to me, he swung that series. Bam played amazing. I know Jimmy had his moments in the fourth quarter. But throughout the course of 48 minutes, when you need defense, it was Iguodal coming off the bench and having a massive impact. It was Jay Crowder starting and just – like he made that defense on Giannis work. His shooting too was great. That guy this year, and his shooting too, right? He comes it went, out it went away in the Celtics series, but for this series last year, it was huge. It was hot, yeah, it's crazy. And so when you take away a player like that, I think your approach has to change um, because they, like, I, I look down their roster and I just don't see that capability on the wing that they had last year. Um, to kind of just throw bodies at Giannis to, to have a really good defender even on, on Middleton without sacrificing on Giannis, 
right? And, and I just don't see how they make that work. I think Iguodala naturally is regressing. Um, it's yeah. just what you would expect. He's just getting older. Um, he also doesn't bring that that two-way threat. I thought he was going to retire um, after last year. <laughs> he really made it seem like he was going to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, same surprise as you, and I, I just don't think he has that same impact anymore. Um, which, I mean, maybe I'll be proved wrong, but, uh, you know, a guy like Ariza becomes massive in this series because he has to basically do what Jay Crowder did last year, right? Yeah. And I don't know if Ariza is capable of that either. I think um, P.J. I, Tucker is is something that they can use. Massive. But yeah. I think his mobility is sort of limited compared to compared to what you were getting from Crowder. I think, I think like Crowder is sort of the blend between what you, what you have in Ariza, who's, who's this, who's this skinnier guy who's able to move really quickly. And Tucker, Tucker's Tucker can shoot well, but it's really only from the corner. So if you're, if you're on offense, he's going to be in the corner shooting threes. Um, that, and that's what you want from him. But I think they can use him a little bit defensively. Drew, Drew is a huge problem for them too. Um, just, just accounting for that because yeah, I think I think Middleton Middleton's the heat are fine with it. They're gonna stick Jimmy on him and it's and they're gonna be okay. Um and Drew is where the problem comes in because Hero can't guard him, Robinson can't guard him, and Drogic definitely can't either. So that's the problem that I see in this series. Um I think there's going to be a time, probably around game three or game four, where the the Heat are gonna force the Bucks to make some adjustment. And if the Bucks don't make the adjustment, they're going to lose. Um, and I don't know what that is. It's hard to predict these things out. The Heat are going to probably play some zone defense in this series. I'm sure we'll see some of that, which is oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, and you love the zone. Oh my god, I love when they go zone because, like, because it, it, it's just so different. Like, it's like every a lot of these NBA possessions could be like the same, but if they go zone, yeah. it could be, yeah. like the path, just the different passes that you're seeing are going to be. They have to they have to to structure that. So um, the Heat are really going to play around defensively. Spo is going to be super strategic about lineups, just who he's playing, who he's not. Um, I hope I hope they I hope they do that thing again where they that they did last year where they where they're just they open up the game and they're just running Robinson off of, off a ton yeah. of screens and trying oh, to get know, him to hit like six threes in the first quarter because that 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 helped them get a lot of big leads early last year um, and just be able to to play to play from being ahead a lot in the playoffs. So um, this series to me is going to come down to the adjustment thing, like I said, and then another another thing is. They have Drogic, Hero, and Robinson for the Heat. I think two out of the three of those guys are going to have to have to shoot at the level that they did last year for them to have a chance. Um, if that happens, if if those three guys are hitting, you know, forty to fifty percent of the th- percent of those threes, if if two of those three guys are doing that, I think Miami can win the series, and I think they will win if if it's a little bit better than that. Um, but Drogic and Hero are going to get hunted on defense. I think I think Drew is someone who's who's great in this mo- great in these moments and is great at at sort of manufacturing points when the game does slow down because the Heat are going to build the wall on Giannis and transition like we've seen so many times. Um, they're going to be really disciplined about how the, how they guard him and how they stop the Bucks offense. But I think I think uh, Drew Holiday is a lot more um, creative and a lot more um, maybe a little bit smarter about how he's, how he's sort of being crafty in the half court, getting, 
getting shots for himself and creating shots for others. So I think ultimately that's going to lead to the Bucks winning the series in six. Um, and that this this is a really tough prediction for me because I would really I would love to see the Heat win this series again just because all the fallout it would cause would be chaos. Bud <laughs> Bud's head would be on a stake in Milwaukee, um, and he would he would he might not make it out of Game Six alive. Yeah, honestly, like if if game if if the Heat win this series and Game Six and it's like Game Six. I guess would be in Miami, but if it's oh, okay. like, so I guess again, seven, if they won in seven or in five and it's like, and they win, like Bud's going to need a full security detail because people are going to be coming for him in Milwaukee. So, um, Jimmy, Jimmy's confidence is like nothing else. The, the play, the intensity of this series is going to be crazy. If the bucks could match that. And if drew, if drew can play at the level that I expect him to play at, I think they're going to win this series. I, I just don't think Miami has, has the same horses that they did last year. It felt like that bubble run was really special. Bam, Bam is Bam and Jimmy are really the only constants that they've had that have been great both years. And Bam has been a little better. So you'll see you'll see a lot of big moments for him in this series. He's a great guy to stick on Giannis. He's pretty perfect for that role. But um I think I think the Bucks supporting cast has improved and the Heat has the Heat has not gotten better. It's gotten worse. So I'm gonna go Bucks and six. Yeah, um, I, I had a pretty similar key to the series. I, I think the only thing I would disagree with is, is that I thought it needs to be one of like Hero or Dragic, really, like not so much including Robinson in that um, conversation. Yeah, it's sort of a wing. May, yeah, maybe throwing in, I guess, like Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, I Kendrick guess. Nunn. We didn't talk about um, but, him. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like he, one of, uh, to me, well, I guess two of those three really need to have yeah. a huge impact this series. Um, and, and I just don't see it. I, I think Dragic has slowed down a step. He, he's just off a beat um, throughout the season. Um, I think Hero, maybe what we saw from him was a little bit um, a little bit too early, a little bit maybe a flash of what he can be in a few years, but he's not quite there yet. Uh, and then none has been sort of the weird one for me where like he's actually probably been the best out of the three throughout the regular season. Um, but I don't know if that translates to the playoffs and all three are still pretty big defensive liabilities. Um, and so I think that's where my problem with finding a way for, for the heat to win becomes is like, which two of those three are going to step it up on both ends of the floor. Um, or at the very least use their offense to negate what you're losing on the defensive side. Um, and it's just hard for me to see which one of those three does it. Um, and then for the Bucks, I think, yeah, in addition to what you said about Bud, um, he's going to need to make that adjustment. And I think Giannis is, is like, this is sort of the year where, at least for me, like I've hyped him up um, to where, like, I think that he is a change player, right? I think that you can build a wall on him and he will shoot over that wall um, and make those, you know, baskets that he wasn't able to get. Uh, in the past couple of years. Yeah, I think he can do it. I think he can do it. Wow. I really have a lot of belief in this man. Uh, but I, like, again, this is a make or break sort of year for him, even I feel like just because if he shows that again, like it's it's three years in a row that you can use the exact same tactic to beat this guy, that's not a good look. Um, that's not what great players do. Um, great players adapt. They find a way. Um, and he's got to show that this year that he is different. He's changed, and um, you know, I, I have the Bucks in six games as well. Uh, I think they get it done. 
but uh, this is this is just a massive, massive series uh, in terms of the implications. Like you said, the fallout in the yeah. I think the fall. Um, if you just go through round one, you're like, what team is going to be affected most by winning and losing the series? I, I guess. I guess if the Clippers lost in round one, it would be a huge deal too. Yeah. But, but I guess we, the Lakers <laughs> would too. I, I don't know. I, I but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I might take that back, but I, I think I think just just the level of like excitement for this is 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 probably bigger than, especially for for people who are who are more than casual fans of the NBA. I th- I think this is this is like the series that we all want to see. Yeah, and it's it's the third straight year for Milwaukee, right? Like they can't disappoint three years in a row. You just can't yeah. do that in the NBA. No, they, there's they need to overachieve at some point, and hopefully this will be that year. But they are going to run to the Nets in round two, so we'll see. Um, on to Nuggets Blazers. Um, some some bad blood between these two teams. It's sort of underrated. They they, they had a, yeah they had an incredible round two series two years ago. Um, if you remember, it went seven, and CJ McCollum was the hero late in that late in that game. It felt like every game went to overtime that year. Oh yeah, he had thirty seven. There was that incredible game four. Where it was I think triple or maybe even I think triple overtime game four. It was triple um, overtime. Yeah, where Rodney Hood hits the three to, to clinch it. Jokic plays like sixty-two minutes or whatever, whatever it was, and that was just a great, great round two series that we had in twenty nineteen. Um, where where it seemed like Dame, com- Dame coming into that series seemed like the unstoppable force in the West, and he actually struggled, but the Blazers. Role players were able to step up. Um, this time around, the Nuggets are without Jamal Murray and Will Barton. Barton's going to come back at some point during this series. It's unclear when, but Murray is going to be out for the year towards ACL, which we talked about um, for a while with Cameron McCauley when it happened um, on an earlier episode. But the question about this, the main question for this series for me is, can Jokic really rise to the occasion and can he dominate enough to, to eke this one out? Um He's been he's been the MVP this year. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Um, he's he's going to have a lot of opportunities to, to score. They're going to run their offense through him like they always do. Um, and Nurkic is Nurkic is a decent option for him, honestly. But he should be able to he should be able to to outplay him to a, to a level where this is going to be a close series and um, this is going to be fun, high scoring games, all all that stuff. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is a bigger scoring scoring wing that Denver has. That is exactly the type of the type of player that the Blazers really fear because they don't have a lot of defensive options um, for that. With you know Powell is is not great defensively. You have Derek Jones Jr. I guess, but he's 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 not big enough. I don't think. Um, and yeah, it, it, not for MPJ. It, yeah, like MPJ is gonna he he might have some absurd scoring numbers in this series just because of the matchup for him at least is that good. Um, but on the Blazers side of things, they, they do have a lot of offensive firepower of their own. Um, probably a little bit of more compared to Denver with the addition of Norman Powell playing the three. So many shooters, man. Yeah. So many shooters Nur- with Nurkic. They're actually a decent defensive team when he plays. Um, and the Nuggets have Campazo who plays good defense. He's very fundamental, um, and he, he can shoot. He can shoot well, but when he's off, they they really do struggle. Um, and he's going to be matched up with McCollum potentially for Dame. I'm not really sure who the Nuggets are planning to put on him. They don't have Monte. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Still, like <laughs> I think that's just like something they're going to have to live with. As strange as that sounds, but yeah. I, don't really, I don't really know like what you can what you can even do 
um, against him. I got nothing, man. I, I don't think there is anybody to even put on him. Um, it, like, it would be Will Barton, I guess, if, if he comes back. But yeah. Once Will Barton comes back, yeah, he can play that role, but it's it's a problem. Um, and the Nuggets are going to have a lot of fans in the seats for this game, for these games, compared to what the Blazers have. They, they, they're they still the three seeds, so they do have home court advantage. Um, that but will it matter? Will it matter? I think it'll matter in one or two games. I don't think it'll matter in the whole series. Um, and, and there'll be a game where Portland probably shoots the lights out on the road and, and comes up with a win to maybe swing the series or potentially clinch the series. Um, and yeah, this one, this one, I'm a little less torn than I was on the Hawks series. I, I think the Blazers will probably win. Um, I think I'm going to take them in six, but I don't, I don't have a lot to, I, we honestly don't have a lot to talk about between these two teams. It's really just like who plays better offensively, who shoots better. The matchup stuff is kind of more straightforward. It's not as ambiguous. I think as we were getting with that, that Suns matchup and the Bucks heat. Yeah, I don't think it's as ambiguous, but I, I like to me, it's just like I don't think Denver matches up well. Like just plainly, I, I just don't think they have um, the options to, to be able to guard CJ and Dame. Uh, I think that like one of those two is just gonna always like get good looks, and and it comes down to a matter of like making them. And um, you know, they got a lot of shooters, man. They got like a serious. <laughs> they have a lot of shooters. Um, Simons has come on. Carmelo, we know. Um, obviously, CJ Covington. Um, and then you have three shot creators in, in Powell, CJ, and Dame. And, and I think that's just enough to, to win this series. I just, I just don't. Like, it's very difficult for me to see a path for Denver to win this series without, like, MPJ taking a massive jump. Aaron Gordon being... Yeah, like, we, we need to mention more than Gordon, what we expect. Yeah, he's someone. He's gonna have to step up in the series. I'm not sure if he's ready to take a huge role like that offensively because that's not really what he, he signed is. up for. And no. when, he, yeah. when he wanted to come to Denver, I'm not sure like that was that's what he wanted. Um, he he's really gonna be someone in this series. In a in a potential series, he would be a huge asset defensively, but he's not really. I don't know who they put him on unless they're like shut down Norman Powell. I think Powell's a little bit too quick. So yeah. I I don't know. I, I think uh the end of these games are gonna be really interesting just because you have two of the two of the best clutch players in the NBA and in, in Dame and uh Jokic going going at it. Um so that that's gonna decide it. Um Jokic is pretty unbelievable in the clutch. I would I would say he's probably the best clutch player in the league, all things considered. Um and then Dame, you've got just you know you got Dame time, you've got you've got everything that comes. Dame is historically probably yeah. one of the best yeah. clutch players. Yeah. Um, stat wise, stat wise, the case is there for Jokic, but when you think clutch, you think Dame. So, um, this should be unbelievable. So in the end of these games, it's gonna be really fun. Um, all of them will be like the last game of the night when we have these these. For, I think like for the first week or so, there's gonna be th- three or four games every day. So, um, it's gonna be fun, and. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Nuggets. I mean, Blazers in six. Um, is that is that where you're at? Yeah, I got Blazers in six. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, on the Clippers Mavericks, uh, which is a rematch, another rematch that we saw Bucks Heat. It's a rematch of a first round series, though. The Mavericks really were close to winning, I think. Um, yeah. 
it, they they sort of blew away game one with with Porzingis getting ejected. Porzingis, I think missed. I think he missed games four and five of this series. Um, and they Luca was able to beat the Clippers in game four on that incredible buzzer beater. He was very injured in game three. The game five was like a 40, 40 point blowout for the Clippers. Um, they put up almost one hundred and sixty points in that game. And um, this was a series that we only really saw Paul George play well in one game, which was game five. Um, and that's, that was really why the Clippers weren't able to, to pull away and dominate this team. Um, it feels like the Clippers are a little better than they were last year at this point. Yeah. They got um, shooters. So many yeah. more shooters. <laughs> tons of shooters. I feel like it's a, definitely a deeper team um, with, with the bench option that they have substituting uh, Montrez Harrell for, um, some some of those wings like Terrence Mann has been improved. All those guys um, with with um, what's what's Kennard um, yeah. and and they dealt away Lou Williams to get Rondo um, to open up more minutes for those guys. So the Mavericks seem about the same. Um, I guess you would have to if say not that a little bit worse. Yeah, like a little worse maybe. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because Brunson has been better and Luca's been about the same. Porzingis has been a little worse, I think. Um, yeah, it, some of their role guys are not 100% healthy. Um, Kleber was the main defender on Kawhi last year in this series, and he he's still coming back from an injury. Um, we don't really know what that's going to look like for him, whether he's going to be able to keep up. Um, because Kawhi, Kawhi didn't play great in this series, really. He was able to close out game six for them, um, and I think he had a strong game two. But um, he was he, he was not really his dominant self that, we're, that we've come to, come to expect in the playoffs. And these are, really, these are two really deep teams. The Mavericks bench, I think, is underrated with all the shooting that they have. They have, I think, their, their best lineup, um, starting lineup is going to be Luka playing, the, Luka playing point um, with... Hardaway and Dorian Finney-Smith on the wings, and then Powell and Porzingis um, at the four and the five. And you can even play Porzingis at the five and Powell at the four or the other way around um, if you want. And then off the bench, they're going to have Brunson. They're going to have Josh Richardson, who's a great defender um, and who could who could see some time on, on Kawhi or Paul George. And you have Kleber. You have um, Willie Cauley-Stein is a big for them. And... I'm missing. I'm missing someone. Trey um, Burke. Yeah, Trey Burke, um, and maybe maybe another. Oh yeah, Boban. Um, and, and yeah, we'll we'll see what Boban does. But um, <laughs> these are two super deep teams. They have they have elite benches. They can score in a, hor- a hurry. The Clippers are the best three point shooting team by percentage that we've had in the NBA this year. They've got a lot of guys who can get hot. Marcus Morris is going to have a game in this series where he hits where he's like five of seven from three. And, <laughs> And is really strong. Um, there, there was some, there was some, uh, some, some chippiness in this series uh, a year ago, especially between Marcus Morris and Luca. If you remember, Marcus Morris. Um, or, wait, it's Mark. Is it Marquis or Marcus? Marcus. Marcus. Is it? Uh, yes, Marcus. Okay. Marcus, Marcus on Morris, Lakers. the better of the two, is on the Clippers. The other is on the Lakers. Um, and he yeah. stepped on Luca's foot. Um, in one of these games last year, and it was game people, three. Yeah, one game side. three. I think the one wherever Luca was injured was game three. So yeah, um, and a lot of people were calling it a dirty play. Um, 
and he, he'll have an impact in this series. But there, there is some bad blood between these two teams. Um, my question for the benches and a question for you is, do you think that Brunson can, can lead the Mavs offense well enough to win those bench minutes with Lucas out? Um, I don't think so because I think Ty Lue is going to be smart about how he staggers uh, PG and Kawhi. And I think that might end up proving to be the difference to where I think like they're going to struggle because like the Clippers are going to have a pretty solid defensive lineup all the way throughout the game. Um, um, I just can't see really a weakness for this like Clippers team defensively. Um, Cause I mean like even off the bench, you're, kind of matched up against what like Terrence Mann I guess and Rajon Rondo um which I guess like Brunson maybe uh I, I just don't see it you know like I just, yeah, don't just see the like overall yeah, like, I think I think the yeah. shooting is sort of going to overwhelm and, and a lot some of those bench guys the Clippers are just going to get hot and be able to yeah them. um yeah and I just don't think Brunson alone makes the difference like I, I think they would need a lot of players off the to step up in a big way, um, especially shooting-wise, if they want to, to beat this Clippers team. Yeah, I think if you're the Mavs, you would probably rather face the Clippers later in the postseason just because you could build that build that chemistry and the Clippers sort of have that narrative that they're choking later in, <laughs> later in these, yeah. these series. Um, and I think I think if the Clippers come out and they and they come out to a 2-0 lead, it's going to be over pretty quick um, for Dallas. And yeah, um, I... I I don't know. I, I think um, I would I would take. I don't know because before we started talking about this, I was I was gonna say Clippers in six, but now I'm thinking maybe five. I don't know. I got in five. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I'm just gonna I think I'm gonna stick with six because I do th- I do think Luca has some has two big games in him where he'll just play incredible and he'll have a lot of shots. Um, but yeah, it, it's it. It's a, it's a tough matchup for the Mavs. They they were almost the, the matchups that we got in the West outside of the the teams with the play in the play in implications were going to be um, could have been a Nuggets Mavericks, which is pretty good matchup for Dallas, and then um, Clippers Blazers, which is just I think would be just annihilation on the Clippers side of things. But um, I, I think I think what we ended up getting was a little better uh, potentially just because just because that Nuggets Blazers series just should just should just be fun and yeah. uh Dallas Dallas versus LA will be um chippy. yeah it could be chippy could see some fights so Luca, Luca is definitely one to actually get into it I, this, this <laughs> yeah. will probably be the leader for technical fouls like throughout every round one series this would be my pick for sure there's a lot of guys who like who like to complain a lot um, we'll see if we'll see if pandemic P goes back to his old self or if he becomes Pfizer P, um, because that is the biggest you know, question. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. That that's really the key. But like, you never know with him. Like, is he gonna is he gonna play well or not? They may not need it, but it's just it's just hard to say. But you want to see it for like further rounds in the playoffs. yeah. I want to see it because if he's not playing well, I'm not gonna pick him against the Jazz. Like, yeah, um, that's the thing. Okay, well, yeah, we both have the Clippers, so we'll move on. So outside, we've really gone through the most interesting matchups already. Um, we've been through the we've been through five that are that are really the the top our top five at least, and we're we're sort of going from most interesting to least um, here. And 
Next, I think, is Sixers-Wizards, just because we can't really say who if – it, if it's Utah-Golden State, I think this would be more interesting than Sixers-Wizards. Yeah. Utah-Golden State is very interesting to me. Yeah, but we just don't know because Golden State, they, they got to play the Grizzlies, and that's – they just played the Grizzlies, and it was really close, and Steph, Steph needed to score 45 for them to win. You just don't know. The Warriors had a super intense game against the Lakers that and the Grizzlies have one of their own against the Spurs. It just felt like the, the Warriors really were going out to win that Lakers game. They just didn't happen for them. So we'll see. Um, but Sixers wizards, um, wizards were able to clinch that, that eight seed last night with their blowout of the Pacers. Um, incredible offensive performance. It was just one of those games where everybody was rolling. Um, and they, they come into this. They come into this matchup actually playing the Wizards, the, the playing the Sixers pretty well in the regular season. Um, Russ and Beal have had a lot of success despite all the defenders that that uh, Philly can throw at them with with Ben Simmons, Tybal, George Hill, Danny Green, those guys. Um, ultimately, I think Embiid is just going to be able to dominate them inside. I don't really see a way for them to to counteract. Gafford. That. Yeah, Gafford. Pretty good option, all things considered, honestly. But he, yeah. but they're gonna have to like start Gafford because he's not even someone who starts for them usually. Uh, Bertans, is hot. You don't want to see Rolo. Yeah, yeah. I think if Bertans is hot, it could go a long way. I don't know. I, I just don't think I don't think the Sixers are gonna have the firepower. I mean, I don't think the Wizards are gonna have the firepower to keep up with what the Sixers are doing defensively, especially. Um, and I think Embiid's gonna be able to dominate inside and. Um, this will be the the start of maybe a maybe a great run for the Sixers here. Um, uh, well, what you do you believe? Yeah, I, I hope. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm so back and forth with them. But but what what do you think about the this series? Yeah, um, on paper you would think Philly would just dominate because um, I feel like they have all the defensive options they need to to slow down this Wizards team. But yeah, weirdly enough, like they've been playing, uh, the Wizards have been playing Philly pretty close uh, in the regular season. So that's kind of what gives me a little bit of hope going into the postseason. Um, I can't really see this one going past six, and I would probably take Philly in five games. Um, but there's there's a chance that, you know, Beal somehow magically recovers from his hamstring thing. Um, and he decides to go off. Uh, Westbrook is going to need to play incredible. Um, but as we saw against the Celtics, I, if he has bad shooting nights like that, uh, I just can't see a way for the Wizards to win. Um, uh, they don't They don't really have the depth. Um, their starting lineup's really not <laughs> that great either, um, especially defensively. I think, like you said, like is just going to have so much fun, especially if he gets to go against Robin Lopez again. Like that is just like, we're talking like forty points a game for Embiid throughout the series. Um, so I, I hope there's a lot of Gafford, but the problem is that I don't really have that much hope in Scott Brooks, um, who seems to be trying to inspire his troops by uh, telling them that Philly also puts on their socks one foot at a time, um, which I. I like. I don't really see if this is really going to inspire that team um, to beat Philly. Um, I, I think this is yeah. Yeah, Russ, I mean, Russ and B hate each other. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I don't really know outside of that how much success the Wizards are going to have. 
Um, maybe, maybe, maybe if they get some lucky, timely ejections by some of the Sixers players. But yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go Sixers and five here. Um, I just think that the, their defense is gonna be able to to slow down the um, Wizards significantly. So, yeah. um, Utah Golden State or Utah Grizzlies. I think if it's Utah, well, Utah Grizzlies, Golden State. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, if it's Golden State. That's what we hope we're going to see yeah. because I think Utah Grizzlies is definitely a sweep. Um, yeah. It's just not like something they can handle. Um, but Utah Golden State, pretty interesting. Um, they they just like the shooting, they, they were able to beat them when they go small. Golden State, it, it can really, really damage Utah. So I would still definitely, I would still pick Utah overall because I think the home court thing is going to be overwhelming. Um, yeah. They, they are, I could see that going six. What? I could see that series going. Six. Yeah, I could. I would probably pick six. I think the. I think Utah would win the first two, because of how how yeah. crazy their their arena is going to be compared to some of these other teams. I think they're. I think they're playing to have full capacity in Utah, um, which is which is going to be wild for just the the the, just the atmosphere of those games. Wow. I mean, they're, they're. I mean, if you think of your top three like playoff crowds, they're probably in there anyway. I think. I think. Yeah, Toronto is Toronto is pretty wild. Um, Portland can be. Portland used to be. Utah. Um, Oracle back in the day. Yeah, um, that's been a little bit. I'm thinking of the East teams, and there's just not that many. Philly, Philly's pretty. pretty Philly's pretty no, good. Philly is pretty wild. Yep. I think Boston yep. is too. Those those are the, definitely the main ones that come to mind. Um, but yeah, yeah match matchup wise, if it's Golden State. They're gonna have trouble with Curry, and it, when they go small, it's gonna force Gobert to to either not be on the floor or get played off the floor. Probably dealing with Draymond, just all the emotion that they're gonna have going for them. Um, I would still take Utah on six. I I don't know. Do you do you have do you have any like pressing thoughts about how Golden State would match up? I don't know if I have any pressing thoughts, but yeah, I think Gobert becomes a little bit of a problem against Golden State. To be honest with you, um, Golden State's gotta go small, um, like you said, and. And if they go small, uh, I think then it becomes a little bit more of a matchup issue. I think it opens up a little bit more space for Curry. Um, if Gobert's off the floor, then it opens up a lot of space for Curry. Um, I think Utah might have one of the better options to put on Curry, I guess, in Royce O'Neal. Um, I don't know how you feel about that matchup, but like, I feel like out of all the teams in the West, I would probably say, I mean, obviously outside of like the Lakers, I think Utah probably matches up the best defensively against Steph. Um, but uh, I just, yeah, I don't think uh, that will end up mattering too much. I think Utah is just going to, with the shooting that they have, I think they're going to end up winning it pretty comfortably. Uh, it'll look a little bit close because it'll go six games uh, maybe, but uh, I think they'll win, especially at home with that crowd. I think they'll end up winning those games pretty comfortably. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the, the home court factor is just huge for them. Um, yeah. All right. Nets, Celtics, this is – Last in our most interesting, um, I, I already, already bet Celtics get swept or lose four one in this series. I bet both because they're both plus money. So either if either of those things happen, I will win. I recommend doing that if you are listening. Um, but yeah, I just think the firepower is too much. Jason Tatum had fifty against the Wizards to 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 win the seventh seed from them. Um, he's gonna have probably some insane scoring numbers in this in this series. I just don't think the Nets care 
because they know they can outscore them. Kyrie always yeah. killed the Nets. It happened when he was in Cleveland too. Harden, you know, Marcus Smart's going to have to – Marcus Smart's probably going to be on Harden. They have some history, but I, I just don't see how the, – the Celtics don't have the bigs to really hurt the Nets either. Um, yeah. If they did, I think they would have more success and maybe push this to six. But I'm just not seeing them being able to keep up um, with just the points that the Nets are going to be able to be honest, to. like, I thought the most interesting part of the series is probably going to be, like, more so about the future of a guy like Kemba in Boston, of a guy like Tristan Thompson in Boston, uh, and, and also some of these, like, bench guys that could get sort of a run, like, even, like, Ojale, Grant Williams, that, like, have kind of fallen out with Brad Stevens. Like, they're kind of playing for their contracts, and they're playing for their playing time next season. Um, which I think is probably going to be the most interesting thing to watch who steps up um, and who kind of matches up with, with the Nets because I don't think the games are going to be particularly close. Um, I think you might have a couple games that are close. Just Again, like you said, like Tam's going to put up like insane numbers, um, but he could score 50 in every single game and I could still have the Nets winning in like five games. So that's just like where we're at. Um, yeah, Nets, it, I think. It's, it's just, just too dominant. The talent's too much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think my official prediction is going to be Nets in four. Um, I think it's the only sweep I'm going to have. But I'll go Nets in five. Yeah, there's usually one sweep in the first round. So that's sort of like, yeah. I'm just kind of like, someone's okay. going to do it. And the Nets got swept last year by the Raptors, but um, they're they back in a big way. So yeah. Um, all right, well, we're going to run through – we've ran through all the first-round series. Um, we're just going to run through our overall playoff predictions real quick. Um, we, we picked the same winner for every series, so this shouldn't be too hard figuring this out. Um, yeah. <laughs> past round, around two at least. Um, so if we, if we start in the East with round two, we're going to have Philly and we're going to have New York. Um, I want to go New York. We don't have to. Yeah, we don't. We don't have to talk matchup here, but it's a good one. Um, yeah. it, it's fun. It's gonna be grinded out every game. This all these games are gonna be like ninety to 85, 95, 90, that kind of thing. Um, this is super old school. I'm still. I'm still gonna take Philly because I think their defense is just ultimately better. Um, and yeah, I, I. I don't think. I think like Embiid is just gonna be able to like get fouled and just like yeah. eat them up and they have a lot. I, I don't, I don't see how anyone else in the Knicks besides Randall is going to be able to score, you know? So, yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Knicks defense keeps them in it. Um, I think this goes six or seven games. I think the Knicks will make a series out of it, but yeah, I think Philly wins comes out, comes out of it. Well, we'll move on to Bucks Nets. Um, this one's really interesting. I, I've I'm, I was pretty torn on this. I haven't made my bracket yet because I want to wait until where Golden State ends up um, if if they end up in the playoffs. But when I do, this is definitely a big pressure point for me. Um, ultimately, I have the Nets because I have them winning the title. I already bet it. But oh, okay, all right. I okay. like yeah. <laughs> I, I just I, I don't know. I, I the the offense thing is just like. Like the fact, the fact that Harden was, Harden was able to come back and just like not be healthy and just completely control these games where he's just he's just clearly not a hundred percent and they're still fine and I I don't know the size thing it's a problem uh, yeah. I, I just don't to me this is gonna be this is gonna be the proof that 
you can throw talent together and win. I now that you brought up Harden, now I'm like reconsidering because like he, yeah, I, I think he just meshes that team together so well. Um, they are going to score, I guess, in bunches. Like the, the scores are probably going to be like in the 120s every single every single night. But I I believe in the Bucks, man. I, I think they were my preseason champions. Yeah, hey, I like too. it. I like it. Yeah, I think I got no, to the Bucks still. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Bucks and seven. That's it. It's gonna be so much fun. Like that is gonna be the series of the playoffs. I think. Um, yeah. Unless we get like Lakers Clippers, maybe. Um, I still think this would be better. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going. I mean, I'm going Nets in seven. I don't think it's gonna be a. Cake, I don't think it's gonna be a cakewalk. I just. Oh yeah, no, it's going seven. I think I, I just play. trust KD to come up in these big moments. That's that's um, really where I'm at with this. Um, I, well, I, I trust Giannis this year. Yeah, that's. I mean, if Giannis is your guy, I love it. That's that's Giannis fun. is my guy this year. It's yeah. fun to I, I've shit on him the last two years. I gotta believe in him this year. Well, that's fun. Well, last year, last year you were you were pretty right. You you had Miami going to the finals. I had Miami. Like before yeah. the playoffs even started, and you were you were proven correctly over it. Yes. And yeah, so Trust we'll see. If, we'll see if you can run it back. That's that's pretty interesting. Um, we have okay, so we'll stay in the east, or no, we're done with the east. Uh, we'll go. Yeah. We'll go back over to the west for round two. Um, we'll, we're gonna have Utah versus um, the Clippers. This one's really interesting. Interesting for me too. I think this is probably the second best second round series that we're gonna see. Um, just because yes. I, I think we, we we saw these two teams play in a, a marquee matchup on ESPN um, earlier in the season. It was really fun. We broke down that game for a while in one of our episodes. Um, yeah. The matchups are really interesting just between Donovan Mitchell, between the guards, the guards that Utah has and the wings that the Clippers have inside. You have Gobert. Um, when the Clippers go small, it's a problem. I don't know. We'll talk about that when we get there. Hopefully we get that because that's going to be awesome um, <laughs> if it does happen. This one I've been really like this one I think like we can I'll predict it now, but like it's gonna really swing on me. It's like, gonna if, if, if the Clippers like look good in beating the Mavericks, like then I'll probably yeah. pick the Clippers to beat the Jazz. But if it's like a struggle that I'm gonna just take the Jazz. Right now I'm still leaning Jazz because I'm giving them that respect of getting the one seed and just being the best team in the NBA all year and um having that, having all the guys, having all the shooting. I'm still going to give it to them with the home court factor. Um, I'm going to go Jazz and seven. But I, I, I just it's, – it's tough. It, it's going to depend. I got Clippers uh, probably in well, – we'll go seven. Yeah, we'll go seven. I thought about giving it to them in six, um, but we'll go seven games. I got the Clippers. Um, I, I just think the biggest problem that I had with that team last year was the spacing, and I think that's the – Thing that they've solved over the yeah. offseason um, with the three-point shooting. Um, they got rid of a guy like Trez, which, like, I love Montrez, but like, he just wasn't really working in the playoffs last year. Um, and we talked about that a bunch in the past. And I just think the Clippers have figured it out. Um, I, I think the spacing works now. I think they're, uh, like, Kawhi's become sort of the playmaker that uh, we wanted to see him evolve into. Uh, and I just think the Clippers are just a tad bit better because I don't know, like there's a chance. And again, this is putting a lot on, on PG to come through, but there's a chance that the Clippers are going to have the two best guys in the series, right? The two yeah. best players, because yeah. I can't see like Donovan Mitchell would need to revert to his bubble form, which I don't know if that's going to happen. 
Um, I'm not really buying. No, it. that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> and I don't know if Conley can step up. Uh, Gobert maybe with his defensive impact, but again, I think he's going to get get run off the floor when the Clippers go small. So. Yeah, this one's. <laughs> it's, it's hard. So it's hard, man. I, I just yeah. I, I I want to see the Jazz succeed, and if 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 it ends up not happening, I won't be devastated. But I, I do I would love to see them like get to the finals. Um, then we would have Lakers Nuggets. Um, yes. No Lakers Portland. Oh right, yes, because we yes. picked Portland. Um, either way, I don't think it's going to be a long series. I think Portland could maybe give them a little more trouble. Just because of yeah, with shooting. But we saw this last year. We saw this last year with with a little yeah. The Portland team is a little worse, and the Lakers were a little better. But a lot of those games just weren't close. So I'm still gonna go Lakers in five. I just don't. Yeah, I, don't I just don't see it. Yeah, I can see. I can see a Lakers sweep. To me. Yeah, they do have more size. They do have more size. So it's true. They have more size than Portland to deal with. So for Portland to deal with. So yeah, I'm going to go from five just because I think it'll be one of those games for where they'll just hit everything on Portland. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be, should be a cakewalk for the Lakers. Um, yeah. Okay. Conference finals. We're going to have on the East, it's going to be tough because we have the, we have the Bucks and then we have the Nets. So we can talk about both. Um, yeah. I guess both ways it could go, but. Um, if we do, if we do Bucks versus Sixers, how do you think that's going to go? Bucks all the way. I, I got, I got the Bucks this far. They're going to the finals. Like- uh, not easily, but I think in six games, I don't think it'll be as hard as it was for them to beat the Nets. Um, I think Giannis is still, I, I think Philly probably has the best chance of actually building that wall, like a sustainable wall. Um, against Giannis, um, but even then, I think he just kind of breaks through. Um, I, I think Embiid yeah, uh, is is going to struggle, to be honest with you. Um, I think the Bucks probably have the most options to kind of throw at Embiid. Um, you'll probably see a lot of Giannis on Embiid. Um, I think the Bucks will need to do that to win the series. Um, and then I think, yeah, the the team defense of the Bucks uh, this year is just is better. Um, I, I think the half court offense is so much better. Um, Drew's going to be key again, like we talked about in the first round. Um, he's going to be key again to, to kind of unlocking Philly. But I think I got the Bucks in six. Yeah, I think I think if that matchup were to happen, I'd probably take the Bucks. I just think they match up pretty well with that team. Um, if we do Nets Sixers, what do you think? Uh, then I would have to go with the Nets. I think if the Nets can get past Milwaukee, I, th- I think they okay. get through. Okay. Yeah, I go. I go Nets. I'd probably go Nets, and I think it'd be close though. I go Nets and seven. I, I, I do think. I do think they would. They would have some struggle with struggles with just containing and beat inside. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think. I think overall, like Kyrie is going to be able to slice and dice through that defense, and you know. Um, okay, finals. Uh, Lakers or no Western Conference Finals? Sorry. Yeah, we um, have to do the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, so we're gonna have. <laughs> Wait, did you pick? Did you pick the Clippers? Did you? I had Clippers, Lakers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if we do Clippers, the matchup Lakers, we were promised. <laughs> yeah. If we do Clippers, Lakers, and we get what we were promised, that will be awesome. Uh, what do you think? Um, and I, I think I gotta go with it like last year, where the Clippers end up winning, just because wow. I think they're yeah. With that, with that Lakers team, I think they still match up pretty well, um, and I think they can kind of 
limit the impact of the role players uh, of the Clippers. Um, I, I think they have the size to match up. Um, like the Clippers can kind of match up with whatever the Lakers want to do, if that makes sense. Like if they want to go small, the Clippers are comfortable going small. If they want to go big, they have Zubac or Baca they can throw in there. Um, so I think the Clippers are going to be okay with that matchup. And they'll, they'll uh, like that series goes seven, uh, but I think they come out. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's that, that one's tough to me. I, I just, yeah. Had we seen it last year, I would have felt better about picking one way or the other. And it's yeah. just not really, it's hard to say. I guess once we get once we get to that point, one of those teams is going to look a lot more dominant than the other, and we'll know which by then. If right, yeah. if you had to ask me right now, I'd probably take the Clippers too, um, just because I think that how deep they are, the bench minutes would just favor them. Um, yeah. If it's the Jazz versus the Lakers, I'm going to take the Lakers um, yeah. because of just how many how many ways they can deal with Gobert and just. They the, the Jazz are really gonna have no answer for LeBron. That's just what that's just like clear to me. Um, okay, so finals. Um, okay, so we have, I guess we have <laughs> a lot of possibilities now. Least, yeah, how many possibilities do we have? We have so we have Lakers getting in, we have Clippers getting in. Yeah. We have Bucks and Nets. Yes. So, so we can just run through all. Okay. Okay. Well, right. okay. So I. I'll put it this way. If the Bucks get to the finals, I think they beat the Clippers and the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'd probably – I think they would definitely beat the Clippers. Yes. The Lakers is a little harder for me. Lakers would be much tougher, but I think that they would still come out on top. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, we can – yeah, we can summarize it like that. So, if yes. it's the Nets, Nets, Clippers, I'm taking the Nets. If it's Nets, Lakers, yes. I'm taking the Nets. I think I think yes. the Lakers would be harder for them. Yes, also that. So I think we just think whoever's coming out of the East wins it. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good to summarize. All right. Yes. Well, <laughs> this was a long episode. Um, these playoff predictions for us will be updated throughout as we actually get to see all this play out. But they will change massively. I'm sure they will change based on performance. And when we when we do when the second round is all clear, we when we and we discuss that the first time when all the matchups are set, I'm sure I'm sure some of our opinions will change. Because we'll probably odds are we're going to be wrong about one or two of these first round series, and it's just going to happen, and we're just going to be like, okay, like we're going to have to change what we think now. So, um, and. But yeah, playoffs start tomorrow. We got that Warriors Grizzlies game tonight. Um, that should be fun. Playoffs start as early as noon tomorrow, so get out there. I guess stay in there, but um, and and watch some of these games because yeah. we're gonna have a full full week of this, and really for the next almost till August, it's gonna be it's gonna be playoff basketball. So it's an awesome time. Yeah, but we will be back. Um, sometime next week to, to, to see these early returns of these playoff games. It'll be sick. Yep. Yeah. Thanks guys.